0: Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now.
1: This week on Erotic Awakening, when you know your poly, master slaves in conference, and cuddle sluts.
0: Before we get started, though, a quick shout out to our Patreon supporter, Abrielle. And among other perks, Patreon supporters get discounts to Dan and Don events, like the upcoming Power Exchange Unconference here at the Columbus Space on December seventh. Hi, Don. Hi, Dan. How are you now? I'm okay. I've been working all day. How are you now? So I know what show you've been watching recently. <laughs> what show have I been watching? Letter Kenny. The
1: good old Letter Kenny. I had somebody. Uh, I was texting one of my partners earlier today. And I said, well, i got to get to work. going to be a busy day. And they said, well, pitter-patter.
0: Oh, <laughs> well, pitter-patter. If, if you're not I know Letter who that Kitty, was. Yeah. <laughs> if you're not watching
1: Letterkenny, this part's got nothing to do with polyamory, power
0: exchange, or anything. Other than Canadians are funny. <laughs> At least those are. Well, we also know other ca- uh, Canadians, Kevin and Katie. Absolutely. They're funny. funny yes, absolutely. <laughs> I'm sure we know a lot of Canadian people. I'm sure we can figure out some more funny ones. Do you know, Don? if we go back to the very beginning
1: of the podcast about 10 years ago, uh-huh. when the podcast started. 10 we can, years ago. <laughs> we would probably be talking about something like... Um, you know, we were at this conference, but we got bored, so we went home and played WoW. Remember how we used to play WoW 10 years ago? Yeah,
0: yeah, that, wa- that was 10 years ago, yeah, 11 years yeah. ago, 12 years ago. Mm-hmm. And, well, and we have left conferences before to yes. go home and play WoW. Well, <laughs> yes. uh, uh,
1: so far it has nothing to do with anything to do on the podcast, other than uh, classic WoW has been released, and we had to stick our nose into that for a little bit.
0: We did, at the, at the uh, pushing of someone else, but that's okay. And and we tried it out and realized classic was too classic and we wanted to try the real thing. And we, so, did, and we did. And and, uh, and uh, we we we've, we've put a lot of hours in. We put a couple week. hours
1: in. We put a couple hours in. It's a nice little We break.
0: spent 6 hours one day. That was like old time. Yes. But you, you had a couple of days off last week. And, there you and go. we logged on and, and we played. And then we went, why are my arms hurting so much? This is why I want
1: to stick to the notes from now, because none of that's on the notes. And I don't none know if I want to admit at this age that I've just done six hours on a computer game.
0: So, but it's fun. It well, it, and
1: it is, it's nice because we play with friends of ours. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, real-life friends, not like guild people <laughs> that we just know from guilds, which there's nothing wrong with that, but still. Uh, so it's a neat way to connect with people.
0: Yeah. And you get to kill shit along the way. Yeah. We'll get to chit-chat. So that's kind of neat. But we're young at heart, right? Absolutely. So young at heart. So video games counts. <laughs> Keeps you young, is that Keeps what you're saying? Keeps me young, yes. <laughs> so does that new motorcycle you didn't buy. I have not found another one that I want to buy. So, But I have been sitting on quite a few and checking them out. But um, that's because the handle... I've got short fucking arms And nobody believes me, and then I sit on my motorcycle, and they're like, okay, reach for the handlebars, and I have to reach for the handlebars. So I'm looking at other motorcycles, but I'm also talking to someone to replace my handlebars.
1: All this has nothing to do with today's topic. Don't even know how we got onto that big sidebar before we even got to the
0: main bar. It's okay. You and I haven't had a chance to chat in quite a while. I know. Because we've been on Wow.
1: (laughs) No, we've been chatting on WoW. It's like, kill that, heal me, kill oh, me, that. Oh, that is true. That is true. Today on the podcast, though, for actual podcast stuff that you guys actually tuned in to listen to, uh, we have a question from a listener that says, Don, mm-hmm. we- <coughs>
0: <laughs> I noticed how you put that on me.
1: <laughs> yes. Uh, side note, before I even get into the question of the day, um, somebody was... T- one of my partners, again, same partner from earlier, was saying that in their class, they had a big cough. And somebody said, oh, it sounds like you got one of those chain smoker coughs. <laughs> and somebody in the, the class of college-age students were all like, what the hell is that? Like, really? that's not even a thing anymore. Just the numbers of people that are smoking tobacco, cigarettes, is right. so way down.
0: Yeah, so they don't even, don't even know what chain, chain smoking the, the, cough the chain is. chain smoking
1: cough, or whatever the hell
0: you call that. Oh, my God, both of my parents had that. So I get woken up at night because of the coughing going on. But, yeah. Let's get so, back to the podcast. Well, I guess that's kind of a good thing that they don't know what yeah. it is, oh, right? Oh, absolutely. Just kind of weird. It's that gender gender thing. Differences. No, not gender. You're thinking... Not gender. Shit. Genre? What's the word? No. No. <laughs> no. What is it when you're different ages? Geriatric.
1: <laughs> That's <not how> <laughs> generations i think is the word that you're going for think. yes
0: i'm getting old losing my memory <laughs> i thought you were young at heart i'm young at heart old in head <laughs> today on
1: the podcast for those that have stuck around this long um don when did you know that you were polyamorous so. Or how do you know if you're polyamorous? Well, I can Let's tell start with a story. I guess both are, are good. At-
0: yeah, I can tell a story of um, when I knew I was polyamorous, even though I didn't know what the hell it was and the word hadn't even been created yet, right? So I thought I was just weird. My friends thought I was weird, and they convinced me I was wrong. So that was, that was really, yeah, that was the struggle. So it was all back in high school, right? And um, oh, wow, you and I have known each other long enough that you know who I'm talking about mm-hmm. that I was sure. dating in high school. And um, he was in a different county, which was a big deal because that meant he went to a different high school. My mom wouldn't let me drive my car out of the county. In other words, if she caught me, I got in trouble. Um, and he would date other people in school. So and I didn't have an issue with that. I didn't date other people. But didn't particularly want to but figured I could have because he was and it just wasn't a big deal it made sense to me why should he only date me if I'm not allowed out of the county he doesn't have a car yet you know and it's like that just makes no sense that he would have to stay home because I wasn't available right so and then my friends would see him out with somebody else and they would tell me that I was a doormat and that you know I was letting him get away with stuff I shouldn't let him get away with. And it just made no sense to me because I wasn't looking for somebody that I was gonna marry, right? Why shouldn't we date around? We're just teenagers. And then um, he ended up proposing to me. No, He did. He ended up proposing to me, wanted to get married. And my thought was, okay, if we get married, that means I can never date anyone again. And there's no way in hell he's gonna not date anyone again. And it just felt like it wasn't a viable situation because the only thing I knew was monogamy, right? So we ended up breaking up soon after that (laughs) because it didn't seem like it was gonna work out. But that's kind of when I knew that I was Polly. I just wish I knew that you could be married in poly or not have to get married. You know what I mean? I was was in that generation and in that location where it was you graduate high school, you get married if you don't end up pregnant first, you know, and then in some order, you get married, you have kids, you get a house. Right, right. Right? And you don't date other people, and you're monogamous, and you're one and true only, and, you know, and that's the way it was. So it felt like if we had gotten married that— Neither one of us would have had the freedom that we wanted.
1: Yeah, there's the... Um, uh, and it, it reminds me of that, that song by Casey someone, uh, Merry-Go-Round. You know, oh, You yeah. Married by this age, then you're destined to be... To live alone or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, the word polyamory was around back there. You're not that old, but certainly didn't know the word, certainly didn't have the resources that we have nowadays. And the funny thing is, as a generation, we talked about generations a little bit ago, mm-hmm. uh, people that are in their 20s probably, as they start dating, recognize, for the most part, at least in America and the cities, in the places with the internet, or actually cable TV nowadays, um, that polyamory is an option, that, that just dating one person isn't the, the only way to go. Um, and certainly we know people that when we told them we were polyamorous, they were like, oh, well, that's fine for you, but not for me. Mm -hmm. And time goes by and they say, well, actually me too now, Mm -hmm. or, or they never say that. For me, it was a matter of recognizing after two marriages that didn't work out. And again, monogamy was the expectation. I didn't realize that there was any other option other than monogamy. Um, it wasn't until I looked at why those marriages didn't work out for me to say, you know, is the problem that I can't be monogamous or and then once you learn the language of polyamory and stuff, you say oh, but I don't have to. Right. Uh, And I guess that it's hard for me to say, I think that I realized I was polyamorous after you and I got together and we decided that we were going to have an alternative relationship that did involve other people, and when we started to find those other people, we had we started to find some language to go around that. So I guess I deter- I guess I realized I was polyamorous when you and I got together again. Like you, mm-hmm. didn't know the vernacular, but to recognize, I want options and my ability to love more than one person at a time isn't something I should be penalized for, something I should suppress. So maybe that's the actual answer. When do you know you're polyamorous? When you love more than one person at a time. Yeah,
0: so, and that's the the simple way to do it, right? Can you love more than one person at a time? Do you feel like you can? Do you know you can? Um, If you're, uh, we have some monogamous friends, right, that they tell me they could never be poly that sure they could love people but they could never really be poly because they're very territorial of what's theirs right some people think i've had a friend that says you know i think maybe i am but man i just don't have the time the energy or the inclination to have more than one relationship so i'm choosing to be monogamous Mm -hmm. right so you know there's all kinds of all kinds of thoughts as to why I've, i've got something else going in my head so so it's the rest of the sentence isn't gelling too well, right? But you don't have to be poly. A lot of people feel like they have to be poly now. Hmm. You don't have to be poly. Some of us are wired that way, what I do think. Mean by, What do you mean by, what does that mean? What situations do people feel like they have to be poly? A lot of people in the kink community. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Feel like they have to be poly. I was just talking with a monogamous couple the other day. She's a, a lesbian couple. She's in a, you know, she, she's lesbian with a... Um, with a woman, girlfriend, and um, monogamous. And she's like, you know, sometimes I feel like I should be poly because everybody else is. But I feel welcome here as a monogamous person, so I'm good with it. If I was somewhere else where there was more peer pressure, you know, yeah. that then there would be a problem.
1: And, and, and I think that you're, so, you're right. People do feel like, especially in, in any of the alternative communities, that polyamory becomes the norm
0: didn't uh, used to be that way,
1: and we've actually had at Power Exchange Summit, we've had a couple speak about monogamous power exchange because right. they thought it was so strange, and or, or it's not that they thought it was that they were not the normal, you know, so they wanted to have their own talk about that,
0: right? Right, because some people, it used to be in the in the kink community, at least here locally, that if you were poly, it was like this weird thing, especially in the power exchange community, right? Mm-hmm. Because why would you want to share your property? Why would you want to share your master? You know, mm-hmm. there was that thing going on. And then because of two people that we know that shall remain nameless, poly became very popular <laughs> in the kink community, Right. So, and now it's just the way it is around here. Mm-hmm. So everybody's embracing everything that they can. Right. So, but, you know, what I was going to say that was in my head, that um why, why I tripped up, when I was growing up, so people didn't know what poly was, but there was a lot of divorces going on because people were hooking up with other people. There was a lot of cheating going on. So a lot of divorces were happening. Mm-hmm. I wonder how many of those marriages would have been okay if Polly was known about and accepted, right. right? Right. So, and that way you could fall in love with someone else and not have to hide it and not have to risk. Because it was probably, the, the divorces probably happened more because of the lies and the deception. I'm sure there's a lot in there about falling in love with somebody else, you know, and fucking right, somebody else. Right. But I bet the lies and deception was was the foundation of why the divorces happened. So, and with Polly, you don't have to do that.
1: Although we certainly see people fuck up in Polly too.
0: Well, and there has been some fuck up in Polly. So, and I'm not saying we're perfect by a long stretch of the imagination. Um uh, I had someone recently go, but you guys have this all figured out. No, we have it figured out for today after 20 years of struggle. So right. right. <laughs> and that doesn't mean it's figured out for tomorrow. New challenges could come along. But it's,
1: Yeah, and it's like we often say when you know people first find the our our new book the polyamory toolkit they're like oh i wish i had this all these tools when we first got started mm-hmm. we are like yeah we do too but right. because we didn't we had to develop you know th- these tools came from sweat and toil not from us
0: exactly magically exactly. figuring everything out so i do want to mention one thing though because one something that i see so the other question was how do i know if i'm poly mm-hmm. right And something that I'm seeing on a lot of the Facebook groups that I'm on is some people will, new people will go on a new group and say, you know what? I thought I was poly, but I'm jealous all the time, right? My boyfriend just started dating somebody else. And now that he is dating somebody else, I'm just jealous all the time. And I don't know what to do. And a lot of the responses that they get right off the bat is if you're jealous, then you may not be poly. Really? Yes. That's dumb. I see that all the time. You know, you may want to rethink this. So maybe you're not poly after all and you should just leave him. And that's what I'm seeing all the time. And I have to get on there and go, you know what? Um, Let me give you another way to look at this. So most everybody gets jealous. Jealousy is a tool. What are you gonna do with it, right? Are you gonna allow it to rule your life? Or, or are you going to figure out what's causing it? Work as a partnership, figure out what needs to be done, and go from there. So if you can do that, then you can live poly, right? So if you can't do that, you may be poly, but you may not be able to live poly. <laughs> you need to be able to do some tools. Yeah, yeah. Um, and
1: it, it's pretty neat that you can... Polyamory, successful polyamory is... Works best when the people that are involved are willing to grow. Yeah. Which is not the case of necessarily for myself in monogamy. There is no need to grow. I did Mm -hmm. grow some, but the hard stuff you can just just
0: don't talk about it. Yeah, and I tried to grow and didn't have a partner that wanted to grow as well. Mm -hmm. Right? So, and when that happens, things don't work out so well.
1: If you want to hear more about polyamory... You can attend Beyond the Love here in Columbus, Ohio on the, the second weekend second of, November. Week of November. And although, Dawn, you and I no longer run that event, we are uh, very happy with the people that we've handed it off to, very absolutely excited by the list of presenters and mm-hmm. classes. And, uh, and, oh, podcast listeners, you are the first to hear. Yep. They have suddenly... Um, they have, well, they're, they're moving location from one place to another, and it is a way to say, oops, sorry, we have to move location, which I don't know why anybody would care. But they said people might care, so they reduced the prices to a mere $69 for the ticket. For the weekend. For the entire weekend. Now, this, Holy cow. It was the early bird for 79 and the standard for 89 and they're just saying, nope, all tickets $69. Um, hope that helps with that. That's
0: the- half. Of what we just paid for an event we went to two weeks ago. Oh, no, no,
1: no. That's less than half.
0: Less than half. Yeah. And, well, we'll
1: that's not need not bad that right. we paid that much for that event. Oh, well,
0: no. Hell, it was yeah. fine. But, yeah, $69. 69 <laughs> uh,
1: I knew somebody had to go there. <laughs> that's a deal. So, so head over to beyondlove.org. You can hang out with us all weekend long. We'll be there. We will.
0: And not having to work it. We'll just be hanging out, chilling. Bow, chick bow. I might have books available, so but that's about it. I might pop up Vend and have some books available. Cool. But I think that's about all of our responsibility. Absolutely. Love that. Nice. You uh, know we'll be running around emptying trash and stuff if it's needed.
1: Not necessarily. You well, and I just a, went to you have got
0: a fabulous staff.
1: You and I just went to the Master Slave Conference in Washington DC for the we very did. first time. We uh, did. Very strange that it's the first time we've ever... Actually, it's not strange. It's because, let's face it, it's because we keep bidding to be presenters there, and they haven't accepted <laughs> us. We don't normally go someplace unless we're, we're... We're
0: working. We're working
1: it. We decided to take the weekend and say, you know what, we're going to go to an event uh, and not have to work it.
0: And everybody's b- talks about this event, fabulous event. So everybody's always got good things to say. Yeah,
1: and, and I have to say, and, and I actually expressed this to the producer of the event, that I was pretty impressed takes a lot to in- impress us when we go mm-hmm. to an event, but they've got this one down very well. Um, if you're at all involved in the leather community, you may have noticed that there are some slight troubles on the leather community horizon as mm-hmm. far as the events go. But they, they addressed things, they looked at things, and they still managed to have a good focused time on power exchange oh. relationships.
0: Absolutely. So it was the bomb. I would go back again. And so, we, but we we ran, s- go ahead. I was going to say, we also visited some of our friends and we got to see Kaya. She came down. I was down just going to say, we ran into
1: so many people that we know. Yep. Like you said, Lady Kaya
0: mm-hmm. and
1: uh, Sir Thunder and. Pound Cake Girl and their third, whose name I did not get permission to say.
0: Right. And they were also attendees at BTL last year. So we got to talk to them about the event. So that was fun. Chris and Alicia, who have been um, presenters at the event. So and they were there. Uh, these Kevin and Katie people you
1: may have heard us mention on occasion, <laughs> as well as Master Douglas and a lot of other
0: people. But you know, um one of the things that um, I enjoyed we, we I know we missed some names so of people that we ran into. There was people that recognized our voices. So the oh, right conversations yeah. with 705 was there, I got mm-hmm. to hug him. And um, Kevin has actually been doing research on power exchange relationships. Mm-hmm. You got to sit in on the last half of that class, yeah. right? I sat in on the first half. It's still hard for me to sit through a whole class. I'm I'm used to presenting or producing or, or whatever. So it's still hard. And I had already heard some of the stuff that he was talking about, but it's really fascinating the research that he's doing on power exchange relationships and, and the validity of them and just, yeah.
1: I, I have to admit, I was pretty impressed. And I am not the kind of person that enjoys, I don't enjoy sitting in classes to talk about science with right. PowerPoints and graphs and that kind of stuff. And this was science and mm-hmm. PowerPoint and graphs. But it was very interesting. Very interesting, the difference in... Um, how power exchange people see relationships and how non-power exchange people see relationships, even when they're happy relationships all the way around, just the things that are more important, the things that are considered a challenge. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, one of the strengths of a power exchange relationship is the ability to communicate. And one of the things that was recognized as a potential weakness in non-power exchange relationships was the ability to communicate. Mm. Finances was the other one. In non-power exchange relationships, finances were considered a top-tier problem. Yeah. And in, in power exchange, it just wasn't listed as high. Really interesting. All kinds of interesting Oh, but data. that
0: makes sense, right? Because you agree, to begin with, how the money is going to be handled. Hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah, we did. So we knew what we needed f- to make that mm, not be an arguing sort of situation right. or somebody feel like they were being taken advantage of in either direction, mm-hmm. right? Because in the power exchange relationships that we know, sometimes it's the master in charge of the money. Sometimes the masters put the slave in charge of the money. Sometimes they do it together. There's all kinds of ways of doing it. It's just that it's usually agreed upon at the beginning yep and another thing that um I don't think you were in the class when I was in there so the only research that has been done on power exchange is very minuscule very minuscule and one of the things that they did a survey on or had people answer questions to was if something happened to if you were in a power exchange relationship and We're no longer in that power exchange relationship. I I don't remember if they said, if your partner passes or whatever, but if that relationship is no longer, would you do power exchange again? Mm -hmm. And a large number said they would not do power exchange again. Really? Yes, but think about this. That answer does not say they think power exchange is wrong. If something happened to you, Mm -hmm. I might not do power exchange again. I don't know that I want to try to find another master mm-hmm. and have that deep of a connection with somebody else. Interesting. Would I, if it was organic? Maybe. But I don't know that I would go out looking for it. Because what you and I have, I don't know that I could find again. Right. So why bother? Right. And that's that was my first thought when they're, they're, they were thinking or... Th- this quote was acting like, oh, these people were in this power exchange thing. And if it wasn't, you know, if something happened and it, it ended, they would never do it again. Sounding, It made it sound like that they were not having a good time and mm-hmm. it was not the relationship for them. Whereas my brain went, I don't know that I would. Right. So. Interesting. And this is the best relationship I've ever been in. So. I think if you uh, did get in
1: another power exchange relationship, you would be the top. You would be Mistress Meow Meow.
0: You think I would? Yes. You call me Mistress Meow Meow all the time. I think you're pushing me to be a mistress. Are you pushing me to be a mistress? Do I care? Nope. As long as you're my slave. I don't care. I'll cool, you know, try being a
1: mistress for a while. I have yeah,
0: no it. interest. People say I would find more play if I became a Switch. Absolutely. But I'm not a Switch, so I would not have fun.
1: I did not receive any foods on <laughs> boobs this week, <laughs> but actually, <laughs> I did. I uh, received not only some food on boobs, but also some really just fucking hot photos from Enigma 87. Um, not only some you know, some skittles coming out of a mouth, and I tell you, there's actually just some pictures of people like, just straight up naughty pictures, uh-huh. which uh, being that I've seen about a bajillion of those at this point, I don't really care anymore. Right. These were really exceedingly well done. Uh,
0: yeah. It is much
1: like the porn that you and I have talked about that we like, it is the, it is something that you are able to connect to, Ooh. You know, something that um, is more than just a physical body receiving a physical sensation. Really great
0: stuff from enigma I may have have to go look at that. So I haven't had time. I've been in the workshop so, or in the wood shop, so I haven't had time to even get on my computer and do much. So we also, or I also got a picture of um, an Octo and two girls from Syriana from Dallas. Fantastic. So, awesome. Good stuff.
1: If I was interested in seeing all that woodworking you were talking about and you said you had some up on your nose, I would I, head
0: over to Instagram. I don't have see... woodwork up my nose. I've got wood chips oh, up my okay. nose from lathing today. <laughs> uh, if you want to
1: see what we do and we're not doing a podcast, head over to uh,
0: Instagram. You can follow us as Erotic Awakening. Nice. So, we've also got some new subscribers to the newsletter. I'm actually going to get a newsletter out in the next couple of days with the Beyond the Love information on it and the Power Exchange Unconference information Excellent. on it. So, and these new subscribers will get that newsletter. There is Chase from Orlando, Florida. And Cuddle Slut 666 from here in Ohio. Cuddle Slut 666. Do we know them? I hope so. And they're a Cuddle Slut. Maybe we should know them. Absolutely. <laughs> so take a moment to support us on the podcast. Rate us on Apple Podcast, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Or just tell your friends.
1: If you like what we're doing, head over to Erotic Awakening and click on the Patreon link. Or go to patreon.com slash eroticawakening. Take a look at options, discounted stuff, extra content,
0: and more. Awesome. Bye, Dan.
1: Bye, Dawn.